0: Welcome to Real Women Real Estate. My name is Ebony. I'm Kimberly. Kimberly.
1: And I am Courtney Harrington. (laughs) 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 You You know, just a little something.
0: So welcome everyone. We have a super special episode. I think you're going to enjoy it. But you know, we got to give you a quote of the day. And today's quote is, if you think hiring a professional is expensive, wait until you hire an amateur that is by Red. Ooh, that's true. Man. <laughs> you gotta pay. You gotta pay to play. Baby. Yeah, pay like you weigh. Great. I like it. Also, guys, <laughs> we just like, gotta acknowledge that today is what, Courtney?
1: It is International Podcast Day. Who knew? So, well, they keep
0: making up new days. I When did, when did this start? Because podcasting have been you know, around for how long?
1: <laughs> you know what? I went on Instagram and it's actually been going on uh, a couple of years so we're just behind the curve there yeah Yay. you can actually you can actually put the year on there international podcast day 2018
0: 2019 so 2000 so we're just going to use this <laughs> we're just going to use this ever, as an opportunity to thank everyone for listening to real, real estate and celebrating national podcast day with us Okay, so let me introduce our special guest for the day. Her name is Anna Iverson, and Anna is a native of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and currently resides in the Beach State of Georgia. Her 28-year portfolio of professional experience includes 20 years in the banking, finance, auditing, fraud mitigation, along with 10 years in the real estate industry. Which includes realtor, loan originator, processor, underwriter, and anything else real estate. Just cover it all. She left the banking industry four years ago to pursue another leg of real estate and become a licensed commercial appraiser for the county government. She continues to grow her partnerships and her businesses, in addition to adding her consulting firm, Black Consulting. Wow, thank you so much for joining us, Anna. Really appreciate someone with such a robust resume taking the time.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for having me, ladies. I've been watching you guys for some time, so I find it an honor to be on here with you guys, truly.
1: Oh, man. That is awesome. That just warms, yeah. That's a surreal moment, right? Ebbs and warms are my heart. Honestly.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm big grinning right now, I'm cheesing. <laughs> So, uh, Anna, you know, we just kind of went down your high-level overview of your career, but can you tell us how you got started in real estate? Like, is this something that you found or, or did
2: you find it? To be honest with you, I found it. Um, I found real estate, one, um, I was a stay-at-home mom for a moment because I just had my daughter. I was in the medical field, and me being at home allowed me time to be able to look at different things that possibly I can do. What was going to be my new chapter, I'm now a mother. Um, what things are going to challenge me? Not that I wasn't challenged in the medical field, but then I had to look at what it was around me. And what piqued my curiosity was the real estate industry, the boom, the start of it, the movement of it. And then also being a homeowner and you know picking a house, have a realtor, go to closing, move in. I wanted to know all the elements that went into making that moment happen. And then just being hungry, and and having all of my family members being homeowners, you know, from my grandmother to my aunts to my parents, and so I found it. I, I
1: went and I looked for it.
0: I love it. You said you was hungry. You went. You wanted to
1: get what was yours. So cool. Absolutely. What, what accent? What accent is that from? What what city is that? I love it. What is that from? D.C. Morning, That's D.C. That's okay. All right, go go then. There's a little bit of a little, probably a southern twang in there. My
2: mother, she was one, Well, my mother's family is from the south, so I have probably a little bit of a twang, but definitely
1: DC. I still claim it. All right, all right. We'll have to, we'll, we'll touch on that a little later. We'll we'll quiz you on that. We'll, okay. we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> see if you know. See if you know these go go songs. <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely.
1: All right. Um, so. I guess the question would be like, out
0: of everything that you've experienced in real estate, all the different real estate lanes you've been in, um, which one has taught you the most and what has it taught you and why has it been so impactful to you?
2: I would say first and foremost would be the processing and underwriting aspect of real estate. Um, Because definitely if you know the moving parts that can make or break a deal, it'll make you appreciate it differently. It'll, It'll make you go for it. And so processing and underwriting taught me a lot. You know, those T's that need to be crossed, those I's that need to be dotted, be it if it's your credit, be it if it's your income, your debt to income ratios, be it if it's, are you wanna be on this loan with your spouse who you may have a 720 score, but they may have a 620. How's that gonna affect you? Because now that person can't be on the loan that you need, you have to stand on your own to be able to get it. Um, the underwriting aspect, being able to go out there and know what information that the person that's gonna give you the money, what they're looking for, Um, which in part is why I created my business and I started my business Block Consulting because of the underwriting and processing aspect of it. When I got into real estate, I wanna be able to help people build their businesses because I've been on the other side of that desk and know what they're looking for. Um, As a personal banker, I saw it all day long so most experience will be underwriting and processing
1: for me that's so funny you say that because my broker you know he preaches not only get your real estate license but get your NMLS license right so that you're able to write loans and he's like that's gonna separate you from every other realtor in the game if yeah. you understand exactly how that transaction is written and you understand what's gonna make and break that transaction it's a game changer Absolutely. game changer to be able to understand that and be able to educate your clients on that so you know yeah. I have heard that so many times in um, another realtor in the office recently got her MLS license and just the ability to be able to do both mm-hmm. just to be, be able to say you know what I'm gonna take you and help you out on this write up the loan but i'm still going to be a realtor because i'm still going to list and sell homes you know not muddy the waters with buyers but it just man it gives you so much uh income potential if you're able to do that so yeah it's definitely something that has crossed my mind from an understanding standpoint and i'm glad you brought that up because i actually started in the
2: industry as a realtor and so when i started as a realtor i mean i went to school it was right up the street like i said i was a stay-at-home mom so you know i can Hey, can you watch the baby for a couple of hours while I go to class, you know? And when I transitioned from a realtor and actually went into the loan origination part of it, it helped me understand it tremendously. I can speak the language. I understood the lingo. And like you said, I was able to educate my buyers when they came and they sat in my office with me and telling me, Hey, I'm with this realtor. Um, they can't give me much information. Can you help me? And it was one of the biggest um, takeaways as an loan originator and moving over into processing and underwriting. So I'm glad you did bring that up because it does help you, and your and your and your customers will appreciate that. Because I went to every one of my closings. I sat at that table with each and every one of my closings, and if they had a question, they looked at me to be able to answer it because they knew I was knowledgeable about so many aspects in real
1: estate. I think that's key. So. I, I want to just ask one off the cuff question: What what made you kind of leave that that realm and go a different direction from realtor? From realtor to loaner to change the market. Yeah. We, well, we, well, and then because now you're not you're not doing loan originations anymore. So, what made you kind of make that shift?
2: Hungry, still hungry, belly still now full. wanting to know every aspect of real estate um, because the leg or what I'm approaching now is the development side. Um, I have partnerships right now and so with my partners, I want to be able to be that one who know what the developers are looking at, Um, to be able to go in and build my own multifamily residential community, my own apartment community. And so having all those things under me and doing what I felt is mastery, I found it necessary to say, okay, I need to put another set of lens on to be able to dissect this and understand it because I don't want to pay somebody all the time to tell me what I need to know. To make an investment in my future, I want to be a millionaire. So, if I want to be a millionaire, I have to reach and have millionaire goals. And so, with me having those goals, I have to be able to climb and be able to step on everything I can in order to get there and gain the knowledge that you know I, I, I have now as a commercial appraiser. Um, I did res- residential, commercial
1: excites me. I think that's the next level. It's, yes, it's that's it's a whole nother level. It's so intimidating. So, go ahead, Ev.
0: No, I was just going to say, I think you gave me my quote. (laughs) But you said you you just got to step on everything, you know, to get that knowledge. And that's so so true. And I'm glad to see that it's paying off for you in, in this space. One of my questions would be that, you know, we talk a lot about business here. And I know it's something that you seem quite passionate about. But can you talk to us about the importance of business credit? And can you give some real life specifics of clients that you've helped do better in business because of you being able to help them establish business credit?
2: Sure, good question. Um, the first question you asked the importance of having business credit. There are two, two lanes there. It's personal credit, and then there's business. With your personal credit, you have a social security number. So that's everything from the time you were born up until the time you passed away. Your business credit, gains its birth when you start your business. And so your business has its own social security number. So when you have business credit, it's important to be able to separate the two because in the um, scenario that I had earlier, where you have a husband and wife, both of their names don't want a mortgage, but now the wife wants to start her own business and she's looking to go and establish credit and she's asked to be a personal guarantor. Well, guess what? She has her personal credit that's gonna affect what she can do for her business that loan that she may be able to get the the grants that she may be able to um, take part in because again without business credit some of these government grants you can't even you can't even go online to try to get any information about it because you haven't gone or taken the proper steps in order to establish business credit when you establish your business credit is the confusion about having trade lines and vendors some people go on to youtube and um look up the quick way of being able to establish business credit yet they walk into a bank and they use their ein number in order to establish a bank account well your ein is for the irs that's not tied to your business because when you try to apply for a loan you're using your ein number guess what i've seen on the other side of that desk you're going to get declined because you haven't shown them that you have established business credit make sense
0: And tell us, how do you establish business credit for those who don't know?
2: Well, at Block Consulting, that's part of what I do. The first thing is I establish your business for you, meaning that you determine whether or not you want to be an LLC, a sole proprietor, or if you want to be a corporation. The second step in that is going to what is called Duns and Bradstreet there's a certain model that they're looking for a payback score and everything else that they look for. And if you don't have the first set up correctly, when you go and you try to establish that social security number for lack of better word for your business, then when they set up everything for you and give you that social security number, if you have errors, when you first started, those errors are going to be on that profile when you set it up. The second part of that is when you are going in and you're establishing your social security number just as when you were 18 and you said, hey, i want to be able to get a credit card. I wanna be able to go get a car. More than likely you'll get qualified for that credit card before you get credit um, credit for that car. So with your business credit, you, start, you can start a little small, but have your eyes set on what it is that you want and what you're reaching for because you're gonna to have to either establish those trade lines you're going to have to be able to have established business credit and being able to use it when you need it and not just using it frivolously to purchase things that are not going to benefit
1: you and your business. I think that's helpful. I'm going to tell you what people are going to say. I can do this on my own. I don't need to pay. I'm not paying I've to, to have this to have this done. I'm going to go to YouTube. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch what I need to do. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to set this joint up myself and it's, it's gonna happen. You know, talk about why this needs to happen from a, pro, from a professional and the advantages of having this done by a professional. Cause you, uh, I know the answer. Cause mm-hmm. you really don't know, you know what I mean? You really don't Right, that. right. You know what I mean? But but that's what people are gonna say and I'm not gonna lie to you. That's some things that I, we talked about business credit on the show before. And that mm-hmm. was one of the things that I thought in my head. Okay, I'm gonna go look this up on my own right you know, you know i'm gonna kind of right. skirt around but i i realized that another thing is you just don't do it you don't make the time but if you pay for it that's gonna motivate you but talk you speak to it but that's well, why, better that's, that's,
0: also, <clears throat> that's also why the quote was relevant
1: and, and i was getting ready to say that
2: ebony ebony put it right there you get what you pay for you are being mindful of what you get for free and what you feel is out there because if you're getting a 100 million other people are getting in and guess what 100 million other people not doing what you're what you're wanting to do right and so yeah you can go online and you can go to youtube but you know what you're getting you're getting information from vendors you know quill you know you are going to have a whole closet full of paper towels that you what how's that going to benefit your business but that's a vendor and you feel that you're establishing credit Well, that trade line may be only $500. It may be only a thousand dollars. What do you want to get with that? So yeah, you can go online and you can um, look at these tutorials, which is good. It gives you some knowledge, but when you want to take it home, that's when you pay for a professional. That's when you call block consulting because I have the breakdown of what they're looking for and how to set up your business to be able to get you your credit. Knowing the difference between you starting out as an LLC and as a corporation and what, if it determines whether or not you want to get $1,000 or if you want to get $850,000. Paying a professional. The professional is skilled and trained to be able to know from beginning to end to get what you need. Again, at Block Consulting, one of the first things I do is that I interview my clients. Tell me about you. Tell me about your business. Tell me what your goals are. And when you tell me what your goals are and you tell me what you're looking for, then I, as the professional, need to go out there and make it happen. If you're doing it by yourself, you know, you may be doing it part time. You may do it when it's convenient for you. And there may be some things that you may miss that are going to be important in being able to establish that business credit.
0: I'm going to. Okay. Go ahead. I was just going to go just a little bit off. Can you give some applications of how you use business credit in a real estate setting, like for real estate investors? Like what what applications would a real estate investor want to use business credit for? Well, I have clients that are in the
2: real estate um, business, IT, trucking, and everything else. So from a real estate standpoint, or as a realtor, or as an investor, what is the driving force in that is being able to have that capital and not having to use your personal credit in order to get that $100,000 that you may need to go into a partnership um, with other investors. It minimizes you having to go to six and seven different sources to be able to get money to show that you're worthy of the loan that you're looking for in order to be able to build that development. So that's why my company Mm -hmm. has three different legs. The setup of the business, the credit for the business and then the marketing and branding of the business no matter what industry you're in. So for the real estate leg, it's for those who, I mean, some realtors, um, realtors are wanting to um, take the time, they want to be able to purchase a vehicle in their name way, be able to use it as a tax write-off. Well, if you have your business set up appropriately in the way how I set things up for you, and especially with the advice of an attorney or a lawyer to be able to look over things for you because I don't profess to go in that lane at all, but they'll be able to help you along with me. To be able to get those tax write-offs and those benefits, because you think Donald Trump—sorry to bring his name up—but you think about it, the man didn't lie about one thing, and that he's never filed bankruptcy. His businesses did. That's the one honest thing that he's ever said, and it's the way that his business was set up. And he's in the real estate game, and he's still being able—he's still able to make money. Makes sense?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we no
0: totally him. Yeah, had a reaction.
1: <laughs> did, did, did the name? Yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> no, totally. No, totally. And and that's one of the things I was saying. I was telling. I was telling my uncle this today. I was saying, you know what? What he did is is something that it's not his fault. It's the system. You don't like what he did? Change the laws. Period. You don't like what he did? Change it. It's not his fault. So I'm just kind of like. You know, on the real, how can I get like him? <laughs> if you're not gonna change it. If you're not gonna change it, why should he be the only person benefiting from it? That's that's all I'm saying. So no, I I, I like that. I think I can appreciate that. And I was I was gonna take it one step from, from what Ebony said on the real estate, but just kind of setting up what is your advice to somebody? I'll kind of look at it like our audience, you know, kind of start out realtors and investors. But what if um, you're an investor and you're just trying to get your feet wet? You don't have a whole lot of of assets or, or capital yet, but you've you 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 have a team and you're ready, right, to build. But you, you, don't, ha- you don't you don't just don't have the funds yet, right? Um, but you don't necessarily want to go the hard money lender because the resources are there, right? But you want to set up your business so that you're you're ready to go. What what do you advise? Do you advise going like a LLC route, or do you advise going corporation route? What's your personal preference uh, on something like that? Um, well, I'll be honest with you, Courtney, I don't
2: get into telling my clients how to do it because of course with corporations, um, you, have a, you have options there, um, being able to be taxed once or being able to be taxed twice. If you start out as an LLC and then later on want to become a corporation, there's going to be some challenges there. So for someone who's new and getting into this industry and getting into wanting to invest, I have a P I have my own PPE. And that is you need to plan, you need to prepare, and you need to execute. You need to know what industry you're going into. You need to find the value in that industry and do you add value to that industry? And when you provide value in that industry, then you have to think of what are your fixed, end, what are your fixed assets? What do you know you need to pay for? Because you, when you go down that road, then you'll be able to see what you yield on the, on the back end. And if it's zero, then you might need to rethink even before you get to prepare. You have to plan it. And so you can mm-hmm. have a team, but your team should be sitting there diligently waiting for you to make the right decision for everybody. Because sometimes when you have a team, you have some that want to jump out there prematurely saying, Oh, I got it. I got it. I know what to do, but you didn't plan. You just saw preparation of what somebody else did and you execute. And then that's when you find out that it wasn't as easy as say the person who is, um, a vet in it. And so for me, having the experience that I had for as many years as I had, be it in finance, being in fraud mitigation, being in loan origination, all of that. It still comes down to planning for block consulting. I knew what I wanted to do. I had been doing it for free for years, but I myself had to sit down and write out a plan. Then I had to prepare my mind mentally. I had to prepare my pockets financially. I had to prepare my home for the transition of mommy's not going to be able to be here with you when you get home every day because I'm going to be out networking. I'm going to be out doing things for the business and then executing it and by all means execution can be rapid and it can be slow you just have to be able to know your industry know your peaks and know your valleys. so that's what i would tell to a newbie before they get out there and get in a situation where
1: they're losing money yeah that, that's stellar that's spot on there's nothing to add to that <laughs> that's done so so yeah so i'll let kim ask her favorite question I think is coming up because that just you talking about that really just leads into your strategy. Okay.
0: yep, pretty much my favorite question. (laughs) Um, What is your current investment strategy and what does your portfolio consist of? And what are you looking to do in the future? My
2: current investment strategy is partnerships. I don't go in taking on anything by myself. Two heads are better than one, two wallets are better than one, and being able to build my portfolio, I have more flexibility when I have partnerships. And so the way that I set it up is that I separate my cost investments and my income investments. I look at the growth of my investments with my partners. And so if my partners are wanting to do something where we get in and get out, then we get in, we get out, but we have to set it up to be able to know how we want to get in. What's going to be a minimal risk for me, right? Because even though you're in a partnership, you still have to assume your own risk, and then a risk collectively. So that's my, my that's my approach into investing. What was the second thing that you asked me for? Um,
1: <clears throat>
0: what basically what um what does your portfolio look like currently? And what are you wanting it to look like? Like, are you buy and hold? Are you doing any flips? Or what is it that you're doing with your, or are you even more stocks? Like what is your portfolio built out of? Well, I do have stocks.
2: I will tell you that I do have stocks. That's, um, that's, a, that's a personal goal of mine is being able to um, have stocks that I know that long-term will be able to yield a return for me. Um, so, you know, in in stock market, you have your shorts and you have your longs. I'm a long all day because I do my legwork to be able to say, hey, I know I can put my money there and leave it there. I do not go on and do day trading and check it every day. I do.
1: Same.
2: I love it. Same. <laughs> I don't do that. Um,
0: and then, following the part, Courtney. huh? I said the same following Courtney, whatever she tells me to buy.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, sometimes going on those investor relation pages pay off, you know? um but aside from the stocks um, i have partnerships in funeral homes i have partnership in multi-residential homes so i'm four doors or more i have three of those Um, i have two land projects that i'm working on right now and in january i'm looking to go ahead and start down here in the south i'm looking to build a townhome community um not too big maybe five acres or so and then probably mid-year towards the end of next year, I want to be able to build my first apartment community.
0: So you say you're starting down in the South. Does that mean that you're four doors or more in D.C.? Yes, ma'am. <gasps> Money. Okay. <laughs> That's expensive,
2: child. It is. But you know what? I got in early. I got in early.
0: I'm going to tell y'all this. Where have- are they located? Just uh-huh. question. Where? In D.C.? No, but like where in D.C.? I live there and Courtney is very familiar. So just curious where they are. Southeast. East. Okay, <laughs> in D.C. I'm not playing these games in D.C. Not, we're not talking about Maryland. We're talking about Washington D.C. We're not talking
2: about the outskirts. We're talking about the heart of D.C. And it really is the heart of D.C. And you know, I have someone, I think probably about uh, six years ago. And he calls me, him, he calls me randomly every year. And he tells me that his wife wants my property. I know what my property value is. It's over a million dollars. Did I pay a million dollars for it? No. And he asked me every year, what's your price? And I tell him every year, I don't have one yet. But when I do, I'll call you. But he calls me randomly every year. And then my business partner, um, my business partner, he's military. One of them are. And he's military. And so I guess they try to reach out to him. And then I was the alternate. And so because I answer the phone, he keeps calling me but
0: we're, we're not selling
1: anytime soon. Ooh, D.C.
0: I'm jealous. Look, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> to we would love to have, you know, we would, we would love to have investments up there. Absolutely. Because, because of the military and everything. Like, you know, you always know there's going to the city, it's always going to be money.
2: Yes. And then the one that I had in Northeast, um, that was closest to the time when my father passed away. That was something that he and I wanted to do together. I didn't hold on to that as long as I should have. It was right off of H Street, and so you know that H Street corridor down there. Yeah, you got your mouth open because Ebony know-
0: knows. Was- Ebony was Ebony recently went up there, and that's where I told her to stay. Is over there, yeah. so she, she knows <laughs> absolutely. And so um, that property
2: over there, I wish I would have held on to it a little bit longer, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't the time. I don't think that I would have been able to do or been able to do what I know to do with it right now. So that was a lesson learned. It wasn't anything hard or um, anything difficult about that. It was just a decision I had to make for the better interests of me and me and my daughter at that time. And so um, I let it go, but I wish, whew. But luckily I got some other ones. Luckily I have some other ones, so I'm good.
0: I love oh. it. I'm sorry, I was just gonna say I love it. And I love how we all, I've only been to DC once, but I, that's my second home in my mind. So I love it. <laughs> i love how we all have this <laughs> appreciation for dc um but just to shift gears just a little bit um can can we talk advice because this is you know it's a real estate podcast um and we we kind of cater to newbies i myself is there
1: i am a newbie myself so um me too it, yeah i don't i don't claim to know it all <laughs> <laughs> we're learners mean, I'm, still learning. I'm
0: still learning i am still don't have to
2: know it all either i'm still learning
0: <laughs> so so but you have a lot of experience and so what is your advice for newbies who are looking to get started in investing like what would you say i know you said ppe which i think is great for um you know establishing a business i think that's that's a great you know way to sum up how to get ready for a business but what do you say for somebody maybe who's a step before that and who is just thinking about, Hey, I'm interested in real estate investing. How do I get, you know, a property in DC? How do I find those four door properties? What do you have to say along those? Lines?
1: For a newbie getting in
2: it, Ebony, I would say the most important things that we need to know in life are in a book. That's what they lose you is when you, when it's in the book, right? So even if you get real estate investing for dummies, I have book, hold on. yes, real estate investing for dummies.
0: Oh, she went to the bookshelf. It's on now. Y'all, y'all know <laughs> I love a book. <laughs> that is
2: the, so if, if you're curious about it and, and to be honest with you, transitioning from a realtor to loan origination, I went and got loan originator for dummies because I wanted to be able to have that dialogue. And to be honest with you guys, when I sat in front of my first broker, because I picked the office that I wanted to go to, and I requested a meeting. I didn't go through any online and all that. No, I picked that particular office. I picked that particular company, and I went in and told the receptionist I wanted to meet with the broker. Of course, you know you had to get jazzed up and stuff, so they'll you know entertain you a little bit, and we had an exchange, and. At the very end, he says, So, what makes you think that I should hire you? And I said, Because I'm hungry. And you know what he told me? You know the lingo. You got to get the gab, but that right there is going to have it that you show up tomorrow at nine o'clock. Yes. And that started it. So, reading that book allowed me to be able to have that dialogue with someone who who helped me get my start in the industry that I am in 15, 18 years later. A newbie, read, gain as much knowledge as you can. Know your craft, try to master it and don't get caught up in what this person is doing and that person is doing. Sometimes it's okay being a bottom feeder, meaning that you go for that low-hanging fruit that others don't even want to look at. When others are out, you know, when they're out on vacation during the summertime and doing all those other things, and then the wintertime come when those checks slow up, they don't, in D.C., they don't wanna go outside in the cold. They wanna stay in the house. They got fat cat syndrome all during the summer, the spring and summer. Wintertime come, they don't wanna go out. They wanna stay in. I was that person that I was getting all of my eggs in a row. I was getting all my little squirrel nuts. And during the wintertime, I was still able to make money. My money was consistent. But you know why I was consistent because I read on how to do it. I mastered my craft and anything that I was taught was just gravy on top of that. So yeah. that's what I would say to a newbie.
1: Yeah.
2: And then get a mentor, get a mentor. Get someone who is either on the same, that was on the same journey or has that experience that, you know, you can, you can get information from them. That is not biased. That's not tainted that's not swayed in a particular way, but someone who can give it to you neutral and give it to you the way that you can receive it. You can, you know, you can take it in and you can regurgitate it and make it your own.
0: Okay, I got chills now. That's Courtney's line. Courtney likes to say she got chills, but I got chills. <laughs> that was solid. I, I love it. And I love how, cause you're right. And that's why I'm so pro books is because the information you need is in a book. There was somebody before who didn't know it. They found it out. They took the time to put it in a book. So that's yeah. a great way for you to start. I,
1: Absolutely. It, I
0: Audible just University.
1: but of- you Audible say? University, Audible University. Yeah. It's a whole, and YouTube it's a University. School. Yeah. YouTube, uni- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Audible University kind of- is where I'm reading books right now, man. Yeah. I like Audible University too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> So we tried to, to. I was just gonna say, we're trying to get Kim um in, into uh, audible one on one. We gonna work on it. <laughs> I started
0: her off with like a, a basics. I sent her an audio book on YouTube. You did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try it again someday. But that we resend it. Resend it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, that leads me to my my favorite question, which is um, what books are motivating you right now or what book has motivated you in the past? And maybe if you haven't had time to read lately, even on Audible, where are you drawing your inspiration from? What's keeping you motivated?
2: Let me see. The one that I just finished is How the Magic of Thinking Big. That one was a good one for me. That one was by David Schwartz. It was very informational, instructional. Um, it motivated me, some things that I didn't think about. It made me, or even if I did think about it, made me think about it differently. I am still in the middle of a book by Warren Buffett that's called Infested. So, and, and we all know who Warren Buffett is, so anything, anything that I can get from that, actually, no, it's about Warren Buffett, but um, Daniel Danielle Town is the author of that one. And then, um, of course, never split the difference. Never
1: split the difference. Okay, still. Never good. split the difference is classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's classic. Love it. Yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah. Chris Walls, that's... you got to
2: read that. That was
1: that was yeah.
2: That was a referral to me, and I took it. And I'm that's yeah. that's my audible one.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's,
1: that's giving you your sophomore credit. You. <laughs> yeah. I like it. We're. Can our listeners uh, find you if they're looking for business credit or they want to uh, get started and, and kind of get that consultant or consultation rather? Uh, mm-hmm. where can our listeners find you and reach out to you? Or if they want to know if you want to be their partner since you're in the partnerships and they want to know, hey, can you partner with me? Okay. Where they find you? <laughs> um, so my website is
2: <laughs> block, and that's be as and boy, and Larry. A is an apple, K is a kangaroo, dot consulting. No dot com, no org, none of that. I paid to be able to have it just that simple because I wanted it to be indicative of my business, Block Consulting. Um, and then also social media, Black Consulting, Block Consulting also, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and also Instagram. And um, on my website, it is an area there that they can go ahead and drop me a line with their contact information and I would say for all of your listeners tonight, um, anybody that's listening in, if they refer real women, real estate, I'm willing to take twenty or thirty percent off of there. I would give them a free initial consultation, and I would give them twenty. Let's go to thirty. I'll give them thirty percent off of my fee that I charge in order to give them the package. So just make sure that all your listeners know to put WR w, I mean WR. I said W. Real women, real estate. If they put that in the comments and that they were listening tonight, I will definitely do that for your listeners and also to be able to help them because I want for somebody to be able to come back and have a testimonial on your show about how, you know, even tuning into your show was inspirational to them, but then they took the next step and they came to me and being able to come to you and be able to say, Hey, this young lady, having your show actually helped me. So I want to be able to do that for your listeners tonight. Yes.
0: (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: yeah so that's see, that
1: gives thing. me chills right that gives me chills because that's why we doing this yeah. you know there's a there's a whole there's a whole world out there of women that look like us that are bossing up that are doing incredible things. And we're just in a box and we're in a hole and no one knows that we're around. No yeah. one knows, no one knows we're here. And so that just, that gives me chills because you know that's exactly why we're doing this to make these connections mm-hmm. and we, um, we had a, a, a post that just blew up on uh, Instagram and it was just, it's all about who you know. And so I, I just thank you. Thank you for doing that. That's awesome.
2: And then I, it, it is true who, you know, but I like to give a shout out to, um, you had a young man on your show, Derek Ziegler.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. yes.
2: Not, you're, young, you're who
0: young referred you. Yes. yes.
2: absolutely. Absolutely. So I definitely, I'm, I'm sure he's tuned in tonight, but I appreciate him. Um, and, and actually he is one of my clients. And so, you know, in whatever capacity I can serve in helping him get to that next level, I gave him that freedom of being able to say, hey, you need me, I'm going to be here in whatever capacity that you need under block consulting, because it is about, well, I mean, right now we're in a pandemic. We're in a time where it is it's not good for some and not being, um, not should I say, um, cognizant of what different households may be going through, but this is also an opportunity for individuals who want to start their business who may have already started their business and looking for opportunities, our interest rates are at a low. Mm-hmm. People are losing or leaving some of these commercial spaces where they have stayed in there for 10 years and they were paying probably $1,100. Well, I can go knock on that same door right now and because the landlord may be receiving zero, he may be willing to allow me to go in there for 700 if that was something that I wanted to do. So being able to network with people in different industries. He's in the technology industry, right? But I was able to to be there for him. And so um, that definitely um, is key what you said and being able to help each other out and being able to be that leg to give that next person the opportunity to be able to see their dream and accomplish their goals.
0: All right, I know you probably are wondering what comes next, you know. First of all, let me just say-
2: Is it gonna be Rack Fire? It's about to be
0: Rack Fire! But before I do that, I just want to thank you for just coming on and sharing your wisdom and sharing your expertise. This has been a solid, solid episode of just knowledge. So we appreciate that. I just wanted to say that before we got into some of the silliness, just a little, okay.
2: little well, You know what? You have me back, and we can talk. We can talk about um, maybe delving a little bit more into appraisals or being a commercial appraiser. You guys said that's something that you want to get into being able to know that industry, being able to know zoning, being able to know what type of property that you'll look for. You know, that's something that we can look to get into. So, you know, I'm open for that. I know when, uh, Courtney and I, we talked initially, that's something that, you know, piqued her interest. And that's something that I would want to share with you guys. Um, because to be honest with you, I'm the only um, minority woman in my department that is licensed to do commercial appraisals and I don't take that as anything bad. I take it as a challenge and I take it both, both hands and pull it forward and say, let's go. So I would definitely love to be able to share that with you guys and be able to help you on your next leg and getting out there in the commercial industry too, in real estate.
0: Yes, I would love that. I know we try to be respectful of time, but like you have the type of career we could probably talk about it's okay. <laughs> still, still scratching service but we definitely would love to have you on again okay um, but in the meantime it's time for courtney's favorite part okay which is rapid fire Uh-oh. oh yeah it's good don't shake your hair courtney it's your <laughs> <one>. <laughs> okay so well let me see if i can help in the meantime okay okay we're just gonna throw just some quick questions at you first thing that comes to mind okay you don't have to give like a politically correct answer. This is just, this is all Anna, all right? Straight from the hip, got it. Straight from the hip, okay. So wait, the first, wait, wait, you know you gotta switch it up because she listens. So she, she listens, I know. You gotta switch it hey. up. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I wanted her to stay
2: right there, she did say nothing. She come right in and say, oh no, you gotta switch it up, Ebony. Uh,
0: no, I got you, I got you. Okay, okay I'm ready. First question hmm Michael Jackson or Prince? Prince. Yes. Okay. Why you you said that real quick. Why why Prince? From the hip. Okay. So just off top. Okay.
2: Off the top. Prince.
0: Last meal that you can ever eat. What is it?
2: Collard greens.
0: Just greens.
2: Just greens. No mm-hmm. hot sauce, no cornbread sauce is going to have to be there and if we have some jiffy it but it has to be the cake it has to be thick not that thin cornbread i need for you to put put your put your hand in
1: your voice can change a little bit we didn't hit a nerve the voice and change just a little bit So
2: that'll be yeah some collard greens some hot sauce and some cornbread that's it i'm good
1: oh that's good. You gotta have some smoke, some smoked meat in there too, right? You smoke? No, nope. no, you don't smoke. You don't put any. The smoked turkey. Mm-hmm. That's, some, said see, that's the so, difference, you know... Kim. When you're from Texas and when you're from that east. <laughs> well, you're talking about
2: smoked neck bones or smoked turkey necks and all that, but t- smoked <laughs> turkey,
1: some smoked turkey, something. Some yeah. Turkey. yeah, yeah, some onions, some what.
2: It's <laughs> the last meal, though. So, you know, you got to let that 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 meat get in there and you got to get a, get a little bit mix in there. So she said last right. week, think about quick and collard greens. I
0: love All right. it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let okay. it go. <laughs> let her make it. This is her rapid fire. Okay. Last question. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Who would you have dinner with? Anybody dead or alive, who would you have dinner with? Barack Obama. That's, especially after last night, Please. Please. <laughs> And thank you. <laughs> can he please just cut? I'll make whatever he wants.
2: <laughs> I'll sit. Can, can I only have one?
0: Okay. Who else?
2: Who else would I want to have? Who I, you said dead or alive?
0: Dead or alive.
2: I just had this conversation the other day. Patty LaBelle.
0: Really? Patty. Patty Because I want for her to cook for me. Baby, that macaroni and cheese. Yes. She made that on Oprah in the nineties, and I have wanted it since then. I was a little girl. <laughs> And she, and she walks
2: around for her hot sauce. So I always know that I'm going to be in good company sitting with, with Auntie Patty. So Patty LaBelle is my other person. I just had that conversation with someone the other day. And I said, if it was one person that I can sit down with, I want to sit across from her kitchen table and talk to her. And then you know what? Um, Patty's past and, and her as a woman mm. and some of the things that she saw, you know, not only as just, you know, being Mama Patty. But her way of being able to communicate and then cook and then she's bad. She changed. She's a chameleon. She can adapt to an environment. I mean, look at her now, but look at her yeah, five yeah. years ago. So that's a woman that I would love to be able to sit down and have a conversation with and, and have some of them collard greens and cornbread with. I love
0: it. Have you, have you read her book? Her Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, Absolutely. that I read that. I was, yeah, I was a little girl when I read that. But it definitely helped shape what a woman should be and my daddy used to always say he loved payla bell because she wasn't afraid to get ugly when she sang like when <laughs> she made <Yeah>. her face <laughs> yeah so she's always, always my first fan. concert i went with her
2: she was um in atlanta it was 1990 and she was in atlanta she was with bbd because you know they were on the ticket you know they were the hot stage back in 1990 and patty got her limo and she started driving off away from the stadium we had with the microphone in the limo and she was still blowing like she was on stage and everybody started chanting and screaming. Patty came back and she kicked them heels off and she gave us another 45 minutes. That was heaven. Yes. That oh, was, wow. Yeah, that was heaven. So that's my other person. All
0: right, all right, all right. Let me test your DC
2: ness. Okay, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Favorite Chuck Brown song. Go. Chuck. Chuck, baby, don't give up. Yeah, you know what that one is. Yes, ma'am. Gotta get you rocking every time.
1: Get it going. Get it going. I like it. I love it. This is awesome. That's no, I appreciate
2: TV? it. Go go. Hmm. What about Ben's chili bowl? I mean, what's up?
1: Oh, oh Ben's? Ben's. Oh yeah, right. we know Ben's.
2: We know Ben's.
0: Ben's
1: next. We know, door. Ben, we know Ben's, Ben's. next door anymore? Exactly. What okay. We know well, Ben's.
2: What, about,
0: what about the Danny's mm-hmm. on H Street?
2: How about Horace and Dickies? Oh, absolutely. That's the best uh, that you can get all day long on Friday. With that y'all got restaurant. me beat. Let me, let me
1: mute myself. Y'all done got
2: me beat. <laughs> when you said A Street, that's what I think of is Horace and Dickies. Horace and Dickies, yes ma'am.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it. Y'all too D.C. for me. I, 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 before I left D.C., I had to get some mumbo sauce and wings. Oh, so.
2: Yes. so that's what you, that's when you go to Danny's. You go to Danny's and get your, you go in and you get five wings but they always give you an extra one and you have to get it with the mambo sauce and your french fries in a brown bag with salt and pepper and a side of ketchup.
1: Listen, now I'm hungry. My husband is going <laughs> to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love this. I can't wait to tell him about this episode. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. We really, really appreciate you coming on. Like, like Ebony said, we could do this all day. This was so much fun and so informative and educational. And I just wanna reiterate what you said. If anyone is looking to get their business off the ground, if they're looking to get their business running and they're in need of consultation, that Block Consulting will help them We'll give them 30% off. Uh, and so if nothing else, go in for a consultation, get, get that understanding. And I, I encourage everyone that's listening and our entire audience to do that. And thank you so much again for doing that. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you for coming on. Make sure you Make sure you
0: mention Real Women Real Estate though, to get that 30% yeah. off yeah exactly. that's actually
2: off the package i'm going to waive the initial consultation fee well, no call,
0: call for
1: the consultation is free y'all come on exactly. now exactly this is yeah people this don't happen you know this doesn't happen this is this is generational wealth building this is making that first step this is when you're afraid and fear and you don't want to do it and this is this is a way to kind of get in nobody knows call make that first step get your business off the ground and, and get going absolutely let's do this you guys thank you so much this was thank great you. Bye. thanks anna bye, bye. bye. <laughs>